Good morning, everyone. Hey, I've been working out in the sun a lot, and I, uh, when I showered this morning, I looked into the mirror. Actually, when I put this on after I looked in the mirror, I went, I look like an old, old rancher guy. You know, the ruddy skin and the furry face and the... Anyway, so that's kind of exciting to look good. <laughs> I don't know what you think, but my wife just said, I like your beard. So there you go. It's all that matters, right? Well, Jesus, I hope, loves me too. So anyway. All right. Hey, well, I got a few announcements here and a couple of words of encouragement. And then uh, very excited about uh, a sermon that uh, uh, I didn't write uh, only but this morning. I had one written and ready to go. And I got it this morning and I decided, no, I don't feel like preaching that sermon. I want to preach something different. So you're going to get a different sermon. And so there you go. I hope you're excited. Actually, I'm really excited to preach it. So, all right, Mr. Kirkpatrick, I love it when you speak the word of God. Max, where are There you go. How many thought he did a great job this morning? Woo! I mean, you always do a great job, Scott, but man, for some reason, that just really got under my skin. That was good. So, Jeff and uh, Jeff and uh, Scott, just there you go, getting under my skin. Jeff Trillinger, you are a faithful teacher, speaking the truth for God's word. Make you thank you for the lessons, encouraging us to go out and do the same for those around us who need encouragement. There you go, runner down there, Mr. D. So if you weren't here this morning and he, and he didn't hear, Mr. Trillinger, uh, uh, if you didn't catch it. This morning, if you're listening online, you really do need to do that. It was uh, phenomenal, actually. Uh, got really, really uh, hardcore about false teachers, and that always gets me a little nervous. In fact, in doing this sermon this morning, I'm a little nervous. I don't think it's false teaching, but you check me out, and if I'm doing something a little off the rails, you come talk to me, okay? Jeff and Carrie, thank you for the special night. Your place is so peaceful. Thanks for all your work and, and waiting up for my call that I was home safe and sound. PKW. There you go. Give it up for the Drillinger. So you guys were uh, like late getting home or something? Were you, were you late getting home? PKY as I'm again. Pam and... Oh, 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 Pat. Okay. What happened? Well, we watched that movie. Oh, I was, was going to say. So how late did that movie go? Okay, well, that's about right. That's about right. Good. I saw your pictures of it, and I went, maybe I should have stayed. I love that movie. It's so corny, but it's so fun. Say what? There's a, there's a second one out? Okay, there you go. See? Wait, you're whistling now. <laughs> Is it the same characters? Is that right? I didn't. Are they like ancient when they do the video? No? Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to watch the second one too. Well, anyway, see? There you go. I'm glad you made it home safe last night. This is good. All right, so announcements. I have a card here 
They're engaged. Oh, they're such a cute couple. They finally sent us one. You all know they're engaged, but I figured I got to post this. And so have you ever seen Ryan without a beard and uh, clean shaved? That's amazing. So anyway, there you go. It's a great piece. Amazing what a woman will do to you, right? He even he even said, I love you, Mom, in his last uh, uh, text message. So, I mean, we're talking, Kayla's a good thing, right? <laughs> Kayla's a good thing. So anyway, he said, love, I love you, Dad, too, which I was like, okay. I'm glad that you're in Montana with Kayla. It was super. Anyway, so... Praise God, they're engaged, they're getting married in September, and so how exciting that is. Uh, also, two, men's camp. Can't forget men's camp. Men's camp, two weeks from now. No, no, three weeks from now, excuse me. But next Sunday, is it two weeks from now? Okay. I'm glad that you told me that. I might have been a week late. Uh, next Sunday, I need your money if you're coming up so I can get your camp spot because uh, camp spots will go pretty quick. It seems like on Thursday, people start cruising through there. So we're going to get up there early. And for those coming in Thursday, we'll get your camp spot paid for, your little ticket on the little post, so someone's not going to come in and steal your place. So you come up on Friday. Uh, what I do is I get up early Friday morning, and I go post the, the little tickets uh, for you too. So just let me know. But I need it before I go. So 28 bucks for two days, $14 a night. Uh, 28 bucks for the two, two nights. So, all right. Any other announcements I need to make? My, oh, good. Liberty's got a birthday on Wednesday. Jake's got a birthday on Thursday. So anybody else got a birthday coming up this week? Oh man, this is party week. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Right. Hey, maybe we should have a party out on Monday night or something. We'll do a birthday party party, so that'd be good. All right, any other announcements? All right, here we go. I'm a little nervous after Jeff's sermon. So Psalms, no, Psalms 112. Psalms 112. Not really, but I was thinking, you know, people could think that I'm a false teacher with this sermon. So Psalms 112. Praise the Lord. How, how blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Light arises in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious and compassionate and righteous. It is well with the man who is gracious and lends. He will maintain his cause in judgment, for he will never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever. He will not fear evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is upheld. He will not fear until he looks with satisfaction on his adversaries. He has given freely to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted in honor. The wicked will see it and be vexed. He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked will perish. Let's pray. Our holy God in heaven, 
We are so deeply thankful that you love to bless your people, those who are faithful, those who have surrendered their, their wills to yours, those who fear you with a reverential fear. We would pray to your Heavenly Father this morning that we would really understand what it means that blessed is the man or the woman who fears the Lord, who, who greatly delights in your commandments. Father, if we can understand that and recognize really what that means, a life filled with, with pleasure and, and enjoyment and, and excitement, uh, Father, that we would more desire to know your word we would so desire to understand what it means and how it applies to our lives and then father we would be diligent about applying its truth its wisdom uh, to our lives and then experience the great pleasures of heaven now lord we ask this in your son's name jesus Many of you probably remember when I was preaching on the power of presence, and uh, I kind of I kind of love how God's kind of kind of humorous in that when we started preaching the power of presence on January first of uh, uh, twenty twenty, uh, a couple months from there, everybody's going to be told to mask up, to separate. You know, it was a good thing to be socially distant. And, uh, and yet we did not do that for only but maybe a couple Sundays. And so it's important for us to recognize that, that God is powerful in what he presents. This morning, blessed is the man or woman who fears the Lord. But notice how the psalm begins. Praise the Lord. Why? Because blessed is the man or woman who fears the Lord. Well, I have to share with you three very important questions, and then a definition to start out this morning. Are you a man or woman who fears the Lord and, because of that, are richly blessed? You might say, well, I think so. Are you the, the one who greatly delights in the word of God, his commandments? Do you greatly delight in his words and commandments. I mean, you just get up in the morning just eager. You're almost in a frenzy to get to the word to read it. I mean, that's what this is talking about this morning. And then, are you a member of the generation of the upright who are blessed by the Lord? We're going to only look at chapter uh, 112 and verse 1 and 2 this morning. We're going to do the rest next week. In fact, we're really not going to talk about the blessings this morning. We're actually going to do some, some foundational work. Really, these first two verses are important. These first two verses tell us the attitude and the mindset with which we are to approach the Lord in this, this reverential fear. And then he will explain all the rich blessings. And so let's begin this morning by actually doing, and I'm, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, no, I'm not. Because I put this together this morning, I have some ragged notes here and there. And uh, you're going to say, what were you going to preach? Well, in a couple of weeks, I'll let you know. 
I'll preach it. How's that sound? And so uh, I never looked up the word blessed in Hebrew. I'm embarrassed. And maybe some of you have your little your little magic boxes and you can look up the word blessed. And, look like, and you know what you're going to find? Happy. Happy. I went, no, that can't be right. So I, Because I was using my little magic box. And that, my magic box is lying to me. So when I got my big, fat, old, old concordance, it's almost as old as the Bible itself. And I opened it up, and I looked it up, and there it is. Happy. I went, no, wait. That can't be true. But it is true. You know, I looked up the word happy in, in some of these modern dictionaries because the the definition for for blessed in in uh, the Hebrew is happy. Period. Okay, okay. Happy. Well, my mind was going, man, sometimes serving the Lord is not a happy experience. I'm just being honest. Okay? So I'm thinking. All right, I must be missing something here. So I go to, the, I go to my uh, collegiate, Webster's Collegiate. It's a modern dictionary. I look it up, and it's like just milk toast, just weak sauce, man. It wasn't even close. I'm going, no, I don't think this is really what it's about. Did you know that Noah Webster, when he wrote the original dictionary in 1828, he actually was very concerned about the, the English language being perverted so that the words would not have their real and true meaning based upon the King James uh, Bible. And happy is the man who fears the Lord. I looked up that word happy in the Noah, 1828. I was blown away. Listen to this. The definition of happiness in 1828 which I believe is the happiness that we're talking about here today. Being in the enjoyment of agreeable sensations from the possession of good. Saying, well, that's kind of nebulous. Noah Webster then looks at both the physical realm and the spiritual realm. I really like this guy. It's pretty awesome. By the way, are you in Christ this morning if you're a Christian? Yes or no? Is God good? Yes or no? God then, goodness then dwells in you. You are in and always are in the presence of the goodness of God. Being in the enjoyment of agreeable sensations from the possession of good. Enjoying pleasure from the gratification of appetites or desires. The pleasurable sensations derived from the Gratification of sensual appetites render a person temporarily happy. Now, some of you might be thinking of kind of gross things when I say that. And unfortunately, our world has messed up the word sensual. You know, the word sensual means senses. Uh, I was talking with Brian this morning just briefly, and he was sharing with me that he went up to some of the places where we used to hunt. And there's one place in particular that is like so sensory mind overload when you get up there. It is so awesome. It is like you can't even believe it. Awesome. 
and that particular place didn't burn. And I have to be honest with you, you know, seeing how all these nasty places have been burned and so ugly, I was really sad when that one place was, I thought, was totally burned over. It's not. So I'm going back there. Why? Because that amazing beauty of God's creation. So when we think about sensual here, it's about the amazingness of God's creation and the beauty of it. I love walking along the McKenzie River up above the burn <laughs> where it's not burned. I love it. It's gorgeous. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. The sound of the river and the breeze and the the, the, it's a just absolutely information sensory overload that's so awesome. I don't know if you've been there or not, but you need to go there. It's absolutely amazing. But now listen to what he says. But he only can be esteemed really and permanently happy who enjoys peace of mind in the favor of God. Let me say that once again. But he can only be esteemed and really and permanently happy who enjoys the peace of mind in the favor of God. You know when you're outside the favor of God? That's when there's all the crazy upheaval in your life. The favor of God is granted to those who fear him with a reverential fear, as we are going to describe. To be in any degree happy, we must be free from pain, both of body and mind. To be very happy, we must be in the enjoyment of lively sensations of pleasure, either of body or mind. I quickly went back to Psalm 16, which was our anchor verse. Where is it? The presence, right there. Psalm 16, verse 11. You go back there, and it talks about the pleasures that are for those who are in the presence of God. Pleasures forever. So when I'm looking at this happiness early on, I was going, I'm not sure about this one. Because of why? My understanding of happiness has been warped by the world. But if we have true happiness, according to what Noah has shared happiness meant in the past. To be permanently happy is the one who enjoys a peace of mind in the favor of God. Well, that's that first point there in your lesson. If you are so inclined to jot those down, I can uh, share this with you. I can send it to you. It's a pretty amazing definition or just Google of Noah Webster 1828 it'll pop up and then you can look at uh, the it'll give you a place to put in a word and put in the word blessed there it'll pop up happy it's pretty amazing now when we take a look at this passage let's go back to Psalms 112 praise the Lord why praise the Lord because blessed is the man who fears the Lord who greatly delights in his commandments. Well, I, be, I began taking a look at this, and in my second point there, I say, how are you fearing the Lord? Are you fearing the Lord because you're outside of his will 
and you should rightly fear the Lord, like be scared because you're not living the way you ought to live and doing things you ought not to be doing. Now, some of you have heard me say, well, that, you know, fear of the Lord is predominantly the reverential fear that we've been studying. And I would say that's absolutely true. But if you're living outside of God's will, if you're doing things that are contrary to God, you will not be in God's favor. Therefore, that happiness goes away. So if you desire that happiness, that blessed state of being in God's favor, then you want to know what fear. What fear am I supposed to have of the Lord? And this fear is to be all the time so that you are blessed, you are happy. Well, I kept digging some more on the fear of the Lord in regards to a reverential fear. This fear of the Lord is a reverential fear. It's a, a filial fear. What in the world's filial? Or philia, I mean, I have no idea. Have you ever heard that before? Filial? Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. I had to look it up. You're saying, man, you were, you were doing a lot of work this morning. Well, I was going fast. It means, it means like the, the, the reverential fear that a son or daughter has for their dad. Do you remember back in the book of Romans in chapter 8 and verse 15 that we're to cry out, Abba, Father, right? Do you remember what that means, Abba? Daddy. Abba, Father. Daddy. And I shared with you that there were times in my, my experience when the boys were really little that I'd come home from work and man, they'd be squealing out of the house, Daddy, Daddy, man, I'm telling you what, that was like the most euphoric high a guy could get. And that one time they made the crown for my head and they put the big banner up for the king is home and, and uh, you know, Ryan came and bowed down with the thing and the sword and Man, I'm telling you what, I was like on cloud nine. Daddy, daddy. That was not the boys fearing me coming home. Like scared. That was them like fearing as this scripture says. The word filial fear, meaning the reverential fear or honor as son or daughter is to give to their father and mother. Ephesians chapter 6. My folks never even told me about Ephesians chapter 6. So I was a little smart mouth. I got smacked around quite a bit because of my smart mouth. It's very irreverential towards my parents. I mean, when I started to get a little bit older, I knew a lot more than they did by about 13. By 18, man, they didn't. They knew nothing. You know, they just kept getting dumber. And then when I got out of my own and started having to pay my own bills, man, were they smart. <laughs> they were really smart. And when I was really messing up my life, they were really smart. Uh, you know what I'm saying. I know you know what I'm saying there. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 and 3. 1, 2, and 3. How many know that? Children. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. Why? So that it will be well with you 
and that you'll live long on the earth. In other words, you'll have a long and prosperous life. That's what it really means. It just doesn't mean you're going to live for 100 years. It means a long and prosperous life. Parents need to do the job of making sure the kids honor them. Little smart mouth kids in the store these days. Have you heard little smart mouth kids telling their mom what to do and where to go and to shut up? Have you heard that? How many have heard that? Kids telling their mom to shut up. And I'm about ready to come out of my skin and go grab that kid and tell him, you better tell your mom you're sorry. Well, you know how that would go. You come visit me in prison. I, I just honestly think that parents need to recognize they are the first governors of their children. And if you want your children to grow up in the Lord and understand this, this, this reverential fear, which really is just an honor and respect and a love for mom and dad, then we need to make sure they know who is their first governor appointed by God. You dads were appointed by God. You moms were appointed by God. He gave you those little critters to raise them up. That's really true. And so, as we read on, it says, this kind of fear is an awe-filled respect of the divine nature of God as we look at our relationship with him as his children. Now, this divine, this, this, this awe, uh, awe-filled respect uh, proceeds from a right understanding of God's perfection and his holiness, his greatness, and his love, protection, provision, and leadership in our lives. And you know what that's going to produce when we really understand that? A desire to serve him in every way. I want you to turn back with me to Psalms chapter 128, or turn forward to Psalms 128. How's that sound? Psalms 128. The first, uh, first four verses are amazing. Just absolutely amazing. It says the exact same thing, only I think really well done. How blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. That's, that's right on with verse 1 of Psalms 112. It says the exact same thing. How blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who, who walks in his ways. When you shall eat of the fruit of your hands, you'll be happy and it will be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children like, like olive plants around your table. Behold, for thus shall be the man, for thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord and who walks in his ways. So actually we're talking about a fear that is a fear that is honoring of God, that is respectful and subjected to God. And then God blesses. God wants us to be happy. And remember, happiness is what? Being in the favor of God. How I wish I would have learned this as a child. My prayer is that my sons, as they marry and, and raise their children, will remember 
what I endeavored, what Sharon endeavored to do for them. Now, did we do it perfectly? No, we didn't. In fact, my sons probably have lots of stories they would be joyful to tell you about where we fell a little short. <laughs> There's a couple I'm sure that I wouldn't even have to remind them that they would know about. But that being said, that's the kind of fear we're talking about. Honor, respect, devotion, which of course results in love. Now look at point number three. And I was looking at uh, my lesson plan this morning and wow, something happened to my point numbers. And honestly, I wasn't asleep when I did this. I was wide awake. I actually put one, two, three, four, and then I hit save. And it, I guess it had a mind of its own. I don't know what happened here. But anyway, so on the back, point number two is actually point number three. All right. So how delighted and excited are you? Well, that's, that's kind of a setup question. I mean, that's, that's kind of where we could go into this prosperity doctrine stuff, you know? That's false. So, Jeff, your lesson this morning made me tremble a little bit when I present this. But I, I looked up, <coughs> I looked up the, the word uh, delight. What does it say there? In, in, this, in this psalm, it says, um, 112, I, I went back to 118. Uh, it says, how blessed is the Lord, how blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments, greatly delights. The word greatly, by the way, is an intensifier of delights. And I thought that was rather interesting. So I looked up the word uh, delight. To intensely desire. To intensely desire. So let's read it this way who intensely desires his commandments. My, I, we're talk, when I talk about the word excitement, have you ever noticed when somebody's really excited to do something? Man, that's all they can think about. That's all, that's all they can talk about. And that's all they're just like, you know, and you said, where are you? What? Where are you? Oh, sorry. I was somewhere else. Where were you? you then you find, oh, I'm just excited about going on this trip. See? Desire to go on that trip. Intense desire. That's the word here. Intense desire. Who greatly delights. The word delights, by the way, I have it even in my Bible. I wrote it down. Uh, chaffetz. It means uh, to desire, to find pleasure in, uh, to be pleased with. And then the intensely adds that uh, or I should say, greatly delights, the, the word is intensely. I don't know about you, but I, I personally need to work on being a little bit more intensely excited about reading my word every day. I have to be honest with you, on Saturdays, Saturdays is a good day. Saturdays is my Sabbath, right? Unfortunately, the last couple I've been doing fence line, but Normally, I get up Saturday, I sleep until five, get my cup of coffee, and I read until I'm done reading. Meaning, I take a long time writing and looking, and it's awesome. I'm kind of thinking maybe that should be my morning ritual. I wouldn't get much done until about eight or nine o'clock, but man, I just, it's amazing. 
That's what this is talking. I'm not suggesting that you take three hours or four hours to read your Bible. I mean, if you want to do that, that's cool. The one who fears the Lord in this way greatly delights in his commandments to intensely desire to read, know, and apply God's word to your life. How many know Psalms 1? You've got it memorized. How blessed is the man. How happy is the man. Same exact word. How happy is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, who does not stand in the path of sinners. He doesn't sit in the seat of scoffers who got a bad word always about what God has to say. I'm not hanging out with those guys. Don't sit where they sit. Because you know when you sit with someone that are gossiping or they're trash talking, guess what? That infects you. See? But his delight, same exact word, his delight, desire, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, on his law, he meditates day and night. In other words, there's an intensity there. And he'll be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, which leaf does not wither. And what? He prospers in whatever he does. Why? Because the Lord prospers him. Did you notice that Joseph, when he was in jail the first time, was prospered? Because he was a man of integrity. And when he had challenges in the future, because he was a man of integrity, God prospered him. The man of integrity is the man who lives an upright life. An upright life. Look at the last point then. The last point, the last question. How uprightly are you living? Now, I don't know about you, but Joseph just, like he had a really bad thing because bad people did bad stuff to him. But he didn't lose his brain. He didn't give up hope. He didn't get to the bitterness. He got better. I'm going to remain faithful no matter what. And God blessed him because he remained in God's favor. The one who fears the Lord in this way is a member of the generation of the upright. That's what it says. It says it right there. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be happy will be blessed. The word upright is that man who walks or that woman who walks in integrity. Psalms 14. Take a look at it real quick. Psalms 14 and verse 2. I'm sorry, Proverbs 14 and verse 2. Proverbs 14 and, and verse 2. And it's, it's uh, 14 to a He who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord. In other words, the guy who fears the Lord is going to walk in uprightness. Check out Psalms 101 when you have a little bit of time. Refuse to have anything in your life that's going to keep you from keeping your focus on God. Look at Proverbs 16 and verse 17. I have this one highlighted. Highlighted. I don't highlight very much in my Bible. I underline but not highlight this one is highlighted verse 17 proverbs 16 verse 17 the highway of the upright is to depart from evil he who watches his way preserves his life the highway of the upright is to depart from evil hey uh jeff was preaching this morning about the highway of holiness amen that's great i was excited about that we are on the highway of holiness if we are what? If we're excited about reading his word and we're excited about applying what it says and doing what it says. 
the upright man or woman orders their life rightly according to God's life standard. What is evil? From a different mindset, not allowing me to abort my unborn child is evil. There's a mindset out there that believes that. That to take that right away from me is evil. That's really messed up, isn't it? That's turned the truth right on top of its head. Where evil becomes good and good becomes evil. You see, we need to understand what evil is and we need to walk away. As we're going to learn in the lesson that I had created here for a couple weeks from now, which I was going to preach today. Man, we need to understand by God's definition what evil is. But more importantly, we need to know what the definition of his holiness is. His, his integrity, his uprightness, his righteousness. That's what we need to know. As it says here, walking, walking as it is, as one of the generation of the upright. They will walk straightly, not deviating away from the will of God, that which is good, that which is well-pleasing to God, and that which is pure in God's sight. Look at Romans in chapter 12 with me. <clears throat> Romans 12, and we'll get to a couple verses to close uh, this morning. In Romans in chapter 12, we understand that we have an obligation to know and to demonstrate that good will of God. It takes a little work, but I'll tell you what, being in God's favor because you want to honor and respect and serve him with devotion brings about that rich blessing. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and a holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? So that you may prove, you may demonstrate, you may show. What does it say? What the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable. And that word acceptable is interesting. It means well-pleasing, good, well-pleasing, and perfect, pure. And then finally in closing, verse 9. Verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. You know, reverential honor or reverential fear will always result in a genuine, devoted love to God. And that's really what we need. Because we'll have an eagerness to know His will. We'll have an eagerness and an excitement to do His will so that we'll be pleasing. You know, I have been a little discouraged lately. You know, Jeff was talking about this. It's been a little discouraged lately. You know, all the years of work, all the years of sacrifice, all the years of 
one-on-one -on -one Bible studies with people. And so many have walked away. It breaks my heart. It's crushing. But I'm a fool for thinking that way. Because how many, though may, they may not assemble with us, are still faithfully serving the Lord throughout the country and some abroad. Yes, the Bible says, if we're going to use ratios, three-fourths of the folks aren't going to make it. Some aren't going to get it from the start. Some will get it and fall away really quick. Some will just fade away into the weeds. But there are some who will produce 30 and 60 and 100 fold. And you remain and you continue to grow and you continue to build. The focus needs to be on God's will be done. Those who desire heaven will make it. We need to present the gospel plan and continue as Jeff said, and I hope you get his lesson from this morning. Encourage, encourage, encourage all the time. Amen? Let's close in order of prayer. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful day. Thank you, Father, that you helped me understand that redefining happiness according to your standard it's a beautiful thing to live in your favor walking in your ways the highway of holiness so that we might live a life of the upright and be a part of that generation of the upright who will be eternally blessed never forgotten I pray father you'd help us to remember these things and apply them, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Thanks for all coming out. What did Jesus say to do? I almost forgot. Well, get all excited. Man. Jesus said, Go! Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that. Jesus Christ is King. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings. King of Kings. All right, let's go do it.